edition of With All Due Respect. Strong opinions on politics, life, and entertainment. Welcome to another episode of With All Due Respect. In this special episode, Not Okay Boomer. Over the next 15 minutes, I'm going to tell you how baby boomers in the Alaska State Legislature are strangling the future of our state. First, for the record, I am a baby boomer. Born in 1964, I'm considered the last year of the boomers. And to be perfectly honest, we were the most spoiled generation in history. First, let's begin with a little boomer history. By virtue of our numbers, we have had an unparalleled effect on national culture and economic planning throughout each stage of our lives. Of course, the growth post-war prompted a boom in both housing and schools. In February of 1947, the U.S. Office of Education, which at that time was just a sliver of the Department of Interior, warned the growing baby boom would strain demands on schools. It was estimated that 10 billion dollars would be required to hire more teachers and build or improve schools. The following year, that figure was readjusted to $14 billion. In the 1950s, boomers swelled the ranks of both elementary and secondary schools, increasing enrollment by 52%. Each fall, school populations increased anywhere between 1.5 and 2 million students. In the year 1952 alone, there were 50,000 new classrooms in America. And between 1947 and 1977, this country hired almost 1.5 million teachers. This country built schools, roads, and government institutions to meet the demands of the boomer generation. Even our parents were helped by the GI Bill. By 1956, 20% of all new homes were from the GI Bill. Again, this country made significant investments in national defense, interstate highways, power grids, which all prevented recessions and created a period of unparalleled growth. Our entire life, baby boomers have been educated and pampered by investments of local, state, and federal governments where no expense was ever spared. Today, 50% of the Alaska State Legislature is comprised of baby boomers. And now the generation that was handed everything is pulling up the ladder for the next generations. Today, some of the baby boomers in the Alaska legislature are guilty of a monumental failure to protect the interest of future generations. Many are simply vengeful in their public policy offerings, while others fail to even understand the basic economics of their own districts. Last week, Iris Samuels, reporting in the Anchorage Daily News, penned an article about an attempt to continue starving public education by conservative boomers serving in Juneau. The same lawmakers who have refused to make the most basic and fairly minimal sacrifices to manage infrastructure and provide decent education and health care. Meanwhile, under their leadership, Alaska has fallen to the bottom of both education and economic growth. But today, I am going to focus on two of the poster children for bad boomer behavior. First is Kathy Tilton, 
She is 61 years old. She was born in 1962. Next is Representative Kevin McCabe. He is 63. He was born in 1960. Both of these folks represent the Matanuska Valley area. This past week, amongst what was supposed to be a serious discussion about the future of Alaska's economy, these two boomers offered up what can only be described as a concerted effort to ruin public education in Alaska. Last week, they supported a bill adding more than $50 million in spending directed to the state's homeschoolers who make up around 16% of K-12 students in Alaska. So in short, their proposal was to ignore the 84% of students that attend public schools and instead send the money to 16% of home of students who are homeschooled. They argue that the bill could end up save money for the state because if thousands of additional students switched from in-person schools to correspondence programs, it would save the state money because homeschooled students are allotted less money than those at traditional in-person schools. All right. Honestly, not much of an argument. First, how long do you think it will be before these same lawmakers are back asking for equity and education funding? You can hear them now. My homeschool parents should get just as much as public school kids. Ladies and gentlemen, it's just a matter of time. Second, and more importantly, If thousands of kids switch from attending traditional schools to homeschooling, who will cover the cost of operating and maintaining those community schools? The answer is local taxpayers. In addition, under the bill, new homeschooling spending would be sent directly to families for student allotments, sending the cash directly to parents without any accountability. Now, let's just think about the potential for abuse. Now, here comes the brains behind this madness. First, Tilton said the bill was part of a fiscal plan discussion because education helps to grow the economy in the big picture. Okay, first off, fiscal plan discussions are about the state generating additional revenue. Alaska is broke. We have a budget deficit of anywhere between 650 and 750 million dollars. Fiscal plan discussions are how does the state generate new revenue to continue paying for the services that Alaskans need. But according to Kathy Tilton, her fiscal plan discussion includes spending 50 million dollars of money, not generating any new revenue, but yet spending revenue we don't have. But I have to circle back to her comments about growing the economy in the big picture. I mean, what the hell is the Speaker of the House talking about? Today, the economy is stagnant, not because we're not sending enough government money to homeschooling parents. The economy is stagnant because there are not enough people in the workforce. And one of the main reasons there aren't enough people in the workforce is because of the lack of affordable child care. So instead of investing in daycare and child care programs so people can enter the workplace, become part of a growing economy, Tilton wants to send $50 million of unencumbered taxpayer money to homeschooling parents to use on anything from Disneyland trips to new car payments. Meanwhile, her colleague, Representative Kevin McCabe, said in defense of the bill, quote, I think that the entire legislature, 
regardless of whether it's finance or ways and means, should be concerned with the education of our kids. Wow. I mean, defending kids, man. Kevin McCabe must be all right. Sorry, wrong answer. Last year at this same time, Representative McCabe stood on the House floor during budget deliberations, proposed an amendment that would have eliminated all state funding for education. Because as he said, none of my constituents have students in school, so why should they pay? So in the course of less than 12 months, McCabe has gone from, I don't have any kids in my district, so screw public education, to let's send $50 million to homeschooling parents while still screwing public education. I mean, McCabe has all of the traits of a walking, talking lug nut. And of all the boomers who begrudge the next generation public education funding, McCabe should be the last. After all, McCabe's entire education was paid for by the government. Kevin McCabe is a person who did exactly what Lou Gossett Jr. said in the movie An Officer and a Gentleman. Kevin McCabe took what Uncle Sam taught him, and he sold it to United Airlines. This guy has a lucrative flying career today because of the education provided to him by government. So according to Tilton and McKay, a couple of boomers that government spared no expense for, Alaska's public school system that educates 84% of the students gets nothing, while a 16% of kids homeschooled get $50 million with no strings. But in a real twisted reality sort of way, this actually makes total sense because both Tilton and McCabe represent the most subsidized area in Alaska. Both represent the Matsu Valley, which is, as we know, has been the fastest growing region of Alaska for decades. New residential homes booming, fast growing retail communities. But look closer. And I mean, look closer to what drives the valley's economy. Where is that money coming from? It's buying homes and patronizing all of these new retail stores that are popping up and all of these glorious strip malls. Where, where is the wealth coming from? Well, ladies and gentlemen, 44% of the Valley's workforce goes outside of the borough to support themselves. In fact, the Matsu has the highest rate of economic commuters in the, in the state. 34% alone of the Matsu residents work in Anchorage. That's one in oh, that's over one in three Matsu working adults that works in Anchorage. 34%. That doesn't count the contractors who are based in the valley but get a lion's share of their revenue from Anchorage. Personally, over the last 12 months, I've had at least five contractors working at my house who live in the valley, but most of their work is done in Anchorage. I mean, that's why you have almost 15,000 vehicles traveling the Glen Highway every day for various reasons. I mean, almost half of the Valley workforce doesn't work in the Valley. That means the economic success of the Valley, the economic success of the constituents of both Tilton and McCabe depends on the economic success of other communities. 
34% of the Valley workforce makes their living in Anchorage. They utilize our roads, our public safety, our institutions, our educated workforce. Although they don't admit it, Valley residents need Anchorage more than Anchorage needs the Valley. However, when you look at their outsized influence the Valley has on Alaska politics, it's confounding. Ladies and gentlemen, if not for the economic success of Anchorage, the Valley's economy as it exists today wouldn't exist. After all, when 44% of your residents work in other cities, you owe your success to those other cities. 34% work in Anchorage, 6% work on the slope, 3% work in Fairbanks. However, surviving off the economies of other areas of the state isn't the only free ride the Valley has leveraged through its lawmakers. For decades, they've absorbed billions of state money for schools and roads. The primary source of public safety is the Alaska State Troopers, for which they pay nothing. Like baby boomers, state government has responded to accommodate every single need of the growing valley. Talk about get your money for nothing and your roads for free. Anchorage subsidizes the valley because we are the economic hub of Alaska. So why does the Valley have such outsized influence and provide us with the least capable lawmakers? Why does a region that is the poster child for economic dependence work so hard to devalue the economies that literally and financially carry their constituents? Tilton and McCabe just two of the boomers in Juneau who were handed every educational opportunity paid for and delivered by government. Now today, these same two, along with many other boomers in the capital, are pulling up the ladder on the next generation of Alaskans. The generation that demanded and received everything now refuses to share anything. Seems like a good time to quote Freddie Mercury in Queen. She keeps her Moet Chandon in her pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. And there is the music, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what that means. As always, we'd like to thank the Anchorage Daily News for hosting our podcast on their website and remind listeners that the very strong opinions you've heard on this podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way, shape, or form represent the opinions of the Anchorage Daily News or their employees. That is our time, ladies and gentlemen, and I thank you for yours.